Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. Both of us. <laughs> we did it. We finally both made it on the podcast remotely. This is our first time doing this via long distance. Mm-hmm. Well, our second time, actually. But this will be the time that actually will go through. So. <laughs> yes, we had tried to record last week and then Zoom was being awful for Joe and it just didn't end up working out. But excuse me, this is the time and yay, we're excited to be back. We're so excited. And the last one you heard was from Kayla and that was such a blessing. She talked on seasons of waiting and I um I I still that that spoke to me so much because man I tend to just look forward to the next season rather than find joy and contentment in my current season so that was such a blessing if you haven't heard that episode please go listen to it and give it like a five star if that's possible oh man thank you it was a lot of fun but I missed you a lot and it's really good to be back with you well I missed you too friend and now we're back and better than ever, right? Well, Kayla is, I'm over here sad that she's gone, but she's excited and I'm excited yeah. for her. No, life has been really good here. Yeah, It's been, we've been in Virginia for about a month. Yeah. Oh. Which is nuts. Isn't that That's crazy? crazy? A month yeah. without Kayla. It's, it's been hard guys. <laughs> she it sound like I died. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> One month without Kayla. How will my life go on? No, but we're so excited for you guys. And we have to, we're already talking about visiting Kayla and Caleb. So, so everyone knows what this Sunday is. It is Easter. Easter Sunday. And we had Palm Sunday this past Sunday. And it was, I don't know about you, but it, it's, been I don't know there's been more spring in the air like I actually feel like summer's coming and I don't know having gotten through such a rough year this Easter has seemed uh, I don't know it's just it's different in a good way I know what you mean it feels like we're coming out of a season of darkness Mm. even though like the pandemic's not over over it feels I'm not trying to be like controversial or anything, but it feels like the hardest, darkest part is behind us. Like yeah. maybe that's false hope, but it kind of feels like just remembering what it felt like a year ago and mm-hmm. how hopeless it felt and scary. And because this time last year was like barely into quarantine, I think. Mm. Um, we're like, oh, this will be over by May. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks, guys, we're done with this. <laughs> Both of us were like, ignorance is bliss. This is fine. It's not going to be a world pandemic. <laughs> LOL. Reach the U.S. Oh. Definitely been a crazy year. And I, I don't know. God has definitely been sanctifying me more than ever. I mean, he, he I, I'm not saying he hasn't been this whole time, but it just <laughs> as though I am finally really seeing what it means to truly deny yourself 
And I will never understand that to the fullest as long as we're in this tainted world. But just, I don't know. It's It's been neat seeing what God has done through all of this and the hope of Easter. And I know that it is going to be a little gloomy on Friday because that is a time where we remember what Christ did when he was crucified. Mm-hmm. But it even says in scripture, when he was crucified, he had joy looking to see. Like he was looking to see what he was going to do. And that's how he was able to have joy. Mm-hmm. Like only Christ would be able to have joy while taking on all the sins of mankind and mm-hmm. being crucified on a cross. And that's how much he loves us. So it's incredible. So we're going to get into that. But we wanted to start out by kind of just a little um, on the lighter side talking about some traditions that Kayla and I have done for Easter or maybe some ideas we could give you guys too if you're like what could I do for Easter so Kayla you go (laughs) okay Easter was quite the to-do in our household but in the best way Easter hands down one of my favorite days of the year I remember my mom when she would get us like matching outfits or coordinating outfits and like everyone would match, like she would get all of us outfits from the children's place. And then her and my dad would usually coordinate with us. And I just remember like that being such a fun part of Easter, everyone having their special Easter clothes. And I remember like the night before Easter was a madhouse. (laughs) Like you got to look clean as you can you got everybody's taking showers and yeah I just remember like the night before Easter feeling really busy for some reason and I remember getting so excited especially when I was in like middle school I wanted to make sure my fingernails were painted my toenails were painted like I was going to look top shelf for Easter Sunday when I was 12 um And on the topic of outfits, I remember the first year that I picked out my own outfit for church. I will post a picture to our Instagram about this outfit because it was so horrid. And I am appalled that I was a sight to behold. There were just so many layers and so many contradicting colors. My (laughs) friends and I were talking about this recently we all were like in the same phase of life where we didn't really care what we wore but we cared at the same time like we didn't care what it looked like but we thought we looked really good (laughs) yeah man i know also like i'm slaying right now this looks great (laughs) (laughs) and you're like 13 did you guys ever do sunrise services at churches growing up we actually didn't i mean we may have i don't remember ever actually i take that back i think we went a couple of times and i i do remember we'd go back home after and then we come back to church and Mm -hmm. it was it was a great time but man you it was it was incredible did you do them outside ever yes yeah Oh my word. I barely remember having them outside, but then we had them inside a lot. And I just remember that was like the one time a year my family was on time for church. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. 
but we were always on time. I know it's Easter. Gotta be there. Okay. So growing up as a kid, this was the Easter day schedule. You get up, crack dawn. You put on your Easter outfit. You get checked out by mom. You get the check mark, get in the van. We go to church. We go to the sunrise service. It was like 730 in the morning. We sing a bunch of songs. Then we had an Easter breakfast where it was acceptable for you to have candy for breakfast because there were like little cups of candy everywhere. It was great. And then we would usually have Sunday school, which usually consisted of us watching an Easter movie. And then in the Sunday service, we would either do a cantata or an Easter musical. We did this one Easter musical that was so cheesy. It was like resurrection in the graveyard no that's not what it was called that sounds terrible but it was like about a graveyard and an old graveyard caretaker and he was teaching these kids about easter but man we would always do and as you rose and came out of the grave yeah it was so weird and i think we only did easter musicals like twice because they're pretty cheesy but oh man yeah then we'd always go to my grandma's house sometimes we have it at our house but usually we went to my grandma's house and then had an easter egg hunt and then ate way too much food Mm -hmm. every single time oh yes yeah what about you what did you do well it was interesting we weren't the we weren't very our traditions usually were more so like we did it in food like for instance Mm -hmm. representing certain things so my mom she did this bread recipe and I forget what it all entailed but it symbolized Christ's burial and resurrection and in the morning it was done like the bread was complete and it it, so it's awesome Mm -hmm recipe I'd have to get that from her again because I'd love to do that with our son but one thing that we did I remember when I was in sixth grade we had this fun class activity and we all went to the kitchen in the school cafeteria and we got these little rolls or biscuits like the biscuit dough like Pillsbury and we put like we dipped marshmallows in like cinnamon and sugar or something or like butter and then you do cinnamon sugar and then you wrap the dough around the marshmallow the marshmallow is supposed to represent christ in his white robes um when he was buried in the tomb and so then you wrap the bread around and it represents the tomb so once you put it in the oven the marshmallow melts so it goes away christ is no longer in the tomb and so it's just very symbolic of that and it was such a wonderful tradition that i still use to this day and it's tasty too but yeah yeah, we would You know, we did the eggs and it was such an awesome thing that my parents did such a great job in raising us to know that we could still have fun at Easter egg hunts, but we never saw that as being the meaning. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a part of it, but it wasn't like we were like, oh, Easter, Easter egg hunts. It was more like it was separate. It was the Easter egg hunts were the week before or so or whatever. And we just knew that it, it wasn't the meme, but we still enjoyed them. And I I remember the um, Veggie Tales about the Easter, 
funny and i think they got sued for it later but because of the song really i love um Uh, oh it was well they were trying to show that some kids like would love the easter bunny more than the meaning and the song was just saying i love mm -hmm. the bunny more than my parents or all that and parents were like i don't like that my kids singing this around me (laughs) like the easter bunny (laughs) i know i was like it was a anyway but i didn't think that (laughs) but it was just so we had some great traditions around Easter, but yeah, it was mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite holidays and such an amazing celebration. And the fact that the sunrise service, like you you were saying, you go to, and we actually have one at our church mm-hmm. we're having this Sunday. And I am so excited because last year, Kirk was just walking like he, we have this excellent picture of him. He's looking at the sun rising. My mother-in-law got it. It was an amazing capture. Kirk's facing the sun as it's rising and it made an image of a crop. We'll have to, I'll, I'll put that, give that to Kayla so she can put that on the stories. So, but it's, yes, it was so beautiful. Like, wow. I definitely as a kid, like liked, I loved Easter the meaning of it like I knew it and I was like happy about it obviously but it didn't ever really like hit me hard I remember thinking sometimes like okay we're gonna go to church and this is fun but like the more fun part is at grandma's house later when I'm with all my cousins having an easter egg hunt or stuffing my face with starburst jelly beans which that is the best easter candy in my opinion mm-hmm. is starburst jelly beans or maybe the reese's peanut butter eggs those are pretty good too but amen that's i <laughs> those are really really good um but i like that you guys didn't go to an Easter egg hunt like on Easter. And I'm not saying that I like regretted doing that. Obviously, I had the time of my life, but um, that's cool that you guys did it a week beforehand. Yeah, well, it was the church. I mean, there's been times where they'll have like oh, okay. some Easter egg hunts or Easter eggs. I've we actually at the church, a different church I went to, they had Easter eggs with scripture in it and um. It was actually Easter eggs that showed they had um, things that represented like a piece of white cloth for Jesus's burial. So it was really cool. So you know how they say yeah. I have an Easter egg for that where you find little uh-huh. things here. But yeah, no, I mean, and that's not that's not wrong. But, you know, growing up when you do it on Easter as a kid, it does make you you connect it with that you know having not had them mm-hmm. but now looking back it's like if i did an easter egg hunt on easter now it wouldn't mean anything to me it would just be fun but it wouldn't be like oh this is the meaning but i think for any kid though how do you get so excited for something that you don't truly understand if you're not saved or mm-hmm. if you don't truly comprehend what christ did i mean i know it's taken me this long to yeah really see the joy and the excitement found on Easter. Me too. I don't know. I definitely like 
as an adult have found more joy in in like the celebration of Easter than I did, you know, as a teenager. Like mm. feeling more grateful about it. Not just like, yay, Jesus rose from the grave. Like, let's sing the songs. Um, but truly like rejoicing about it. And last Easter was probably the time that it hit me the hardest because we were like fresh into quarantine. It was probably less than a month. And we had already started planning for Easter at our church. And we had this really amazing like music set planned out. And Caleb had this whole idea where he was going to drop balloons from the ceiling. And it was going to be pretty cool. And then none of it happened because of COVID. And we did church online. And it was weird. Like, we sat in my in-laws house and watched Easter together, which was great, like to spend time as a family, but it also was really weird. Like it was the first Easter in all of our lives that we hadn't ever been in church. Like mm. it was, I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way. Like it was just surreal. Yeah. I think, did you guys do something outside last year? Well, actually we did do the sunrise service. We were able to um, do the socially distance. And there was a business that donated to go breakfast for us. And it was probably one of the oh. most, I think that was the Easter where I just, I don't know, I was yeah. amazed. And I really saw God's hand in it. And just that we were able to do that was phenomenal. But then we, for the main church service, we did it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And it just was kind of like, okay, all of the fanfare of Easter and like, especially being a family in ministry for the past couple of years, like Easter is one of the busiest times of the year, like getting ready for Easter is quite the process. And there's just so much like logistically and like going to Sam's club and buying extra candy for the Easter egg hunt or, you know, making sure there are dessert trays or not like breakfast platters for in between the services and stuff. Like it's really easy to get caught up on the, let's make sure everything's good for everyone's ex everyone else's experience at church where even being up on the stage, it was easy to lose sight of what we were actually celebrating and like what, you know, Jesus had actually done. And then last year there wasn't any of that extra stuff. And, um, sight and sound theater put out a, um, like a, oh, what's it called? A recording of one of their shows for free because everyone was stuck at home and no one could go to church. And they put it out on some random streaming service and Caleb and I ended up watching it and it was the story of Jesus. I don't think it's still on there, but if it is, go watch it. It was so good. And it just- They're made... doing a new one this year. I They are? Ken Ham, I believe shared it Ooh. on his page so if you go to ken ham's page his personal page um you can find the link that he said you can watch it on i think you have to subscribe to um sight and sound um their streaming service but i'm sure you won't regret it if you sign up for that but they're gonna they're that's gonna good to know yeah so 
I know. I saw that and I was like, I know, I really want to watch that. That looks so good. Uh, I think they're streaming it again on Saturday and possibly Sunday, but it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those one-time things because it's live. So it'll oh, be incredible. Yep. And also, that's guys, awesome. If you have the Bible app, they're actually streaming the chosen the whole series on the bible app this week for free so yeah i'm trying to figure out how to display it on our tv but we haven't yet so but that's (laughs) all time to do because it's really hard to look at that little screen i really want to see that show up on the big one but we wanted to answer the question like why does easter matter why why does it matter so much to us and we kind of touched a little bit on it here and there but when I like Kayla and I were talking about when we were kids I don't think it hit us like this I mean we look forward to the nice dinners that we got in the afternoon and Mm -hmm. we would probably get like an easter egg at church like they'd pass them out or something or some candy and you may get the message but it, it didn't really truly hit home and I think it does take time for this message to hit home because it goes with the sanctification process. I mean, we're all in our walks at different paces. And this one is one that to be able to like, for instance, Good Friday. I just remember two Good Fridays ago, it was a really dark day. Like I'm not talking about just simply it being Good Friday, but I felt and my husband felt on that day. We just remembered it. It was like a sort of oppression, but we felt a warfare. It was just a really dark day and mm-hmm. it didn't hit me. It was Good Friday. And then when it did, I realized, wow, in a way we were, we felt attacked for that day from what God was going to be doing in so mm-hmm. many lives that weekend because Easter does touch so many lives. And usually you feel attacked the most when God is going to do the most. Yeah, that is um, just an excellent example of how Easter is such, you know, will people say, what's your favorite holiday? And some people say Christmas, some will say Easter, but Easter is such a special holiday. I wouldn't even just say holiday, but just a day we should always keep in mind (laughs) every single day of our lives, because if Christ didn't rise from the dead, we would have no way of accessing the father through him and being able to pray and talk to God like we do today. If all that didn't happen, we had a guest preacher this Sunday and he connected the story of Abraham and Sarah all the way to the new Testament. Oh, wow. That was kind of incredible. But the difference is, is Isaac, Isaac, (laughs) Abraham's son, he wasn't dying for people's sins. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, when he was being sacrificed, he was the perfect lamb. And a point he mentioned in scripture that I had never, I, it had never spoke to me like this. It's amazing what people can do when they preach, (laughs) like bring out things you never thought about, but When God told Abraham, I will provide a perfect lamb, a perfect sacrifice for you. It was fulfilled through Jesus Christ, who was the perfect spotless lamb. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it like that. 
So there was a sacrifice provided that man no longer had to live under the law, which he could not, he couldn't fulfill. I mean, we had to sacrifice um, before Christ gave his life on the cross. And now we live a life where we don't even know what that's like, but it's definitely a battle to even stay in communion with the father, even though it's a lot easier for us. The good news will always be that he didn't stay dead. He rose victoriously from the cross, well, from his death on the cross, and he conquered death. He defeated it. And that means we have a way. And I don't know if some of you are on the fence about wanting to know Christ as your Savior. This day that's coming up, Easter, Good Friday, Easter, it's a perfect time to really see the magnitude of God's love by him sending his son and a day I I took for granted growing up. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, One of the verses I like so much from um, the Easter portions of scripture is Matthew 28, 6. He is not here for he has risen, as he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. And the part that I really like is that it says, for he has risen as he said. Christ promised that he was going to raise from the dead and he kept that promise. Mm-hmm. And something that's been so meaningful to me lately, um, just prepping for this episode, is that in a world where people seem to break your trust and break their promises to you more and more. seems like the older I get, the harder it is to work with people. Mm -hmm. And the more people just do nasty, ugly things. But Christ never is going to break his promises. And he ultimately proved that by raising himself from the dead Mm -hmm. um, on the third day. Well, and it's it's incredible. Because in the Old Testament, you see so many times where it was shown that all these people are looking forward to that day. And now we are in the generation where we look back. Mm -hmm. They were looking forward and we look back. And could you imagine being on earth at the time that Jesus was God incarnate? It was incredible a man that was both fully human and fully God. And you got to live among that man. And yet this was a man that was blameless, sinless, spotless, did nothing wrong. And how like Mary could just watch her son die on the cross. Yeah. The one of the things in that sight and sound movie that hit me really hard was the scene where Mary was, um, looking at Jesus on the cross and like Mary was screaming like the actress was like it was one of the worst sounds I've ever heard and it went on for probably like four or five minutes which doesn't seem that long but when you're just watching it it's like it's like they did it to the point where you would feel uncomfortable and it hit me for the first time like what well, must have been like for Mary to look at Jesus on the cross Mm. and like for the disciples to look at Jesus on the cross. 
and for like the intense darkness that they must have felt in that moment like they didn't know what was coming Mm. and we do know what's coming and even just thinking about what the darkness that this world so often pushes on to us and it's easy to get caught up in that and to get caught up in just the feeling of oppression and to get caught up in negative news cycles and negative people and what have you. And we forget so often as Christians that we have hope and that Christ is coming back for us and that he did raise from the dead and that he didn't stay dead. And we just have so much hope that we don't think about enough and that we don't remind ourselves of of enough i think like the resurrection has become like a sunday school answer to a lot of us as christians and we don't like jesus died and rose on the grave on the third day you know like every good church kid knows that but do we like actually deeply think about that and celebrate it because i tell you what for a lot of years i didn't Mm. i mean i was saved but I didn't really think about it. Mm. Oh, and the magnitude of it. Yeah. To be able to comprehend it. And Dre and I watched The Passion last mm. year, the night before Easter. And I encourage you all to do that if you can. Mm-hmm. It really gets your heart prepared or Good Friday, whichever day you are able to. But it's just incredible, the movie. And if, if you can do anything, to just get your heart prepared, whether it's devotionals or um, a movie that does a great job in kind of setting the tone or setting the scene for what scripture talks about. It's just a great way to get your heart prepared for Easter. And I just remember when I was in, I think it was seventh or eighth grade, I was home by myself like during the day and the passion of the Christ was on. And I turned it on and I just bawled my eyes out I just remembered just watching that part because I didn't I was too young to watch it before but Mm -hmm. I watched just the end part it was the crucifixion and just Mm. could not believe that you know he could have easily sent tons of angels to come save him and defeat the Romans and woo yay happy ending but no (laughs) he didn't and it was because of his love for us we know that verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's also the Sunday school answer verse. But do we really recognize what mm. that verse is saying? God sent his only son. Yeah. It's very similar to Abraham putting his son on the altar. But this man was perfect. Abraham's son was not perfect. We deserve to die. We deserve to die for our sin. Jesus Christ did not deserve to die, yet he chose to die. (laughs) So I hope that serves as a great reminder and um, gets us prepared for this Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And enjoy the festivities too. Yes. But don't forget what the day is truly. And it should be, you know, 
it shouldn't just be this day that we remember it and Mm -hmm. because we can enjoy festivities all the time but we can remember Christ's resurrection more than just Easter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget that. Okay, Jesus' birth, Christmas, resurrection, Easter. Yeah. All right, we can touch <laughs> on that the rest of the year, guys. Break. Yep. We'll, we'll continue in December. But, yeah. I mean, there's He is a risen. Lot. He is risen indeed. <laughs> there you go. You know you're a true raised in the church kid, if you know that. Yes, I know. At first, I didn't. Um, I think it was like <laughs> I don't know that transition, that awkward transition when you're out of the kids' church. And you're like, "What are they saying?" Yes. Hey, <laughs> mom. I don't get it. Spend some time though, like thanking, thanking God for who He is, and for dying for you on the cross. He didn't have to do that. Mm. Like logically, He shouldn't have done that. But he did because he loves us and thank him for his grace and for his love for us and get to church on Sunday. Yes. Praise him. I'm pumped. We're going to two church services. One, because there's one big church in our, well, there's a lot of big churches in Lynchburg, but the one that's connected to Liberty University is supposed to be doing like this giant Easter production. So we're kind of going to that one just to see like the giant Christmas production or Easter production, not Christmas. But then we're going to our church in the morning, like for church church. But the other one, I'm like, I hope they've got like sheep on stage, angels like, I, in the sound theater. Come on, guys. Snap snap. Five hundred person choir. Yes. Let's go. I have great expectations for you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that concludes our first episode via long distance. Yes. Zoom. First remote one in the book. Zoom. This episode is um, sponsored by Zoom. In our dreams. That TV show when I was young. Come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wanted to be on Zoom so bad. I, I always wanted to be on Zoom. I had, strong, I had strong goals. I was like, mom, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be on Zoom. Oh, I man. Didn't, I didn't know it was this. I didn't, I wasn't talking about this. Now we're all on Zoom. We're all on Zoom now. Yeah. Oh, man. But, well, we hope you guys have a great week and a wonderful rest of your Easter weekend. Yes. This comes out on Thursday, so it'll be right before Easter weekend. And yeah, thank you for listening, for bearing with us as we figure out long distance podcasting. I feel like we're in a long distance relationship, Joe. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we love it. into it, guys. <laughs> We love all of you guys. And as always, please share podcasts. Thank you for all that have been. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review, like our podcast. Yes. Tell us you think we're pretty. Wait, yes. no. Tell us, tell us you think we're pretty. Oh, I'll tell you that, Kayla. You look pretty today. Thank you. You, you do too. <laughs> I paid her to say that. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.